What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of My Mouth Does the Talking, the general podcast. If you are new to this podcast or to this YouTube channel, know that every Saturday we do a general podcast where I just talk about anything I want to talk about and give my opinions on things and ideas and thoughts that I had. And you, the listener, the audience, can comment on these things or like or dislike the things that I talk about. And that is what this podcast is for. I am the Combat Addict. This is my channel. This is my podcast. And usually we do MMA, UFC type stuff. But today, we're just going to be a human interested in things. And I think it's important that people do that. I think it's important that you take time, especially for someone like me, to reflect on what you feel and why you feel it. Especially because someone like me, people may not know this, but the ability for me to think, like literally sit and think, there's actually a part of that that, that is tied to my mouth in that I think better when I can talk out loud. If you gave me a decision that I had to make, and you said, okay, you have to make this decision, you can talk it out, or you can think it out, I would probably come to a conclusion about the decision faster if I could talk it out. Don't have to be talking to anybody. I could just be talking to myself. But basically, for whatever reason, thought is very hard for me. I mean, that makes me sound kind of like an idiot. But, um... Thought is is difficult. I have to really concentrate if I want to think about something. Or I have to uh, exhaust myself through physical activity or some other means. And that would make the process of actually thinking easier. But most of the time, my head is filled with, with sort of daydreaming and and... Uh, thoughts that are less less specific and driven to one thing and more just, you know, general havoc and chaos. So, this podcast is actually very therapeutic in a sense that it actually gives me the opportunity to flesh out ideas as well. And uh, if you're someone like me, it'd be good to, to give yourself like a journal or uh, something of that variety that'll allow you to review things. I think that's important. So do that, you know, with a YouTube channel, podcast, or anything else, any other form. Maybe you could just make a bunch of recordings, like 13 Reasons Why, except without the suicide. Put it in a time capsule and, you know, throw it into the ground and fuck off for... 10 years and then come back to it. Anyways, we got a couple things to talk about today. 
And uh, we'll start with something real light. I had the thought process, or not the thought process, the thought the other day while watching one of my favorite things, Star Wars, and pretty much anything to do with Star Wars. If you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you know that I recently fell in love with Star Wars. Not because I didn't know what Star Wars was or not because I hadn't seen any Star Wars movies before, but I suppose watching it at 23, I gained some sort of appreciation for it that I didn't have before. So now I truly do enjoy Star Wars, and my favorite Star Wars episode is episode 3. Very closely tied with episode 2, 6, and 5. Those are my favorite Star Wars episodes. Probably, it probably go three, six, two, five, uh, seven, one, eight, or maybe seven, eight, one, and then nine. That's probably the ordering that would go in. I hate episode one though. Every time I watch episode one, my brain just feels like it's going to explode. The only thing about episode one that I like is that it has a, an element of story that I think is important for the for the Anakin Skywalker arc. And Anakin Skywalker, I think, is probably one of the most important cautionary tales that could exist. With all that being said, though... I just came to this conclusion the other day that you realize that films for you know for example are just examples of of theater in the future. I mean that's literally what they are. If it wasn't for the fact that films existed, we'd all still be watching Broadway. We'd all still be watching theater, right? Shakespeare is theater. And the thing that made Shakespeare so great is that he had these incredible stories and some of them were were tragedies. I think that the first trilogy is the closest thing to a Shakespearean tragedy that exists in Star Wars. And I actually believe that Star Wars is 21st century Shakespeare. I actually believe this. Star Wars is 21st century Shakespeare. At least the first three episodes in terms of story. It's a perfect tragedy. The whole thing is, is perfect. A young man or a young boy, sorry, is, is, is found by these masters of a dying, not a dying at the moment, but a, of a, of a, of a, uh, a, uh, spiritual martial art they they find him to be incredibly powerful they take him to the council and offer him up as the chosen one of prophecy to bring balance to the to the force they are cautioned not to teach this child he is incredibly powerful and his his, his raw talent alone is terrifying but 
the 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 darkness seen in his future is not worth training him one of the masters dies and so the other the other remaining one commits to training this young boy in spite of that the young boy grows older and signs of his impending betrayal pop up everywhere but it is too late to stop what has been started in the end he falls into evil this young prodigy and does the exact opposite of what they thought he would do he doesn't bring balance to the force he actually destroys one side entirely the side that took him in and in the midst of doing so he loses everything including the person that he loves and his body and arguably huge portions of his soul and then another story begins there's something about that i mean just generally that is very like in my personal opinion it gives me the feeling of like what a shakespeare play would give you it's a perfect tragedy like it it couldn't be any more tragic if you watch episodes one through three in succession you cannot deny that at some point in that movie you you are in physical pain because of how awful what happened in the story is and the whole story makes sense, by the way. I mean, other than uh, Obi-Wan not being killed by Darth Maul, I would just say that the whole story makes sense to a degree. I mean, at least enough of, enough of a degree that it's not infuriating. Anyways, man, I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, there, are, there are some movies that are just always going to be important to film the modern day theater as we know it but i don't know if those films are going to get the same recognition that someone like shakespeare did like years from now are people going to study christopher nolan the way that they should study shakespeare are they going to study george lucas the way that they studied shakespeare it just seems it just seems to me that as uh, time goes on there's less like I guess I would say academic merit to some of these some of these things like we can all agree that the Avenger movies are huge and that they're going to be a huge portion of uh, entertainment history i mean i don't know i don't know who's not going to show their kid all of the marvel movies but we're not going to show them to our kids in the same way that we show them shakespeare do we have anything in the film world that really rivals shakespeare on that level are we really all going to be studying shakespeare for the rest of time <laughs> I don't know. I can't really think of a movie other than like <laughs> maybe The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan. That's like a movie I can watch over or, or not not Christopher Nolan. Is it Christopher Nolan? 
That's a movie that I could watch over and over and over again. Maybe Inception, those kinds of movies. Maybe uh, stuff by the Coen brothers. Those are like uh, going to be the equivalent of our Shakespeare's when it comes to movies. But I don't know. I think people are less concerned about writing a tragedy or or a, a comedy that's going to be timeless and more concerned about writing one that people are just going to like. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't think that's a problem. I imagine that at some point when film was coming to be, people had problems with it. They were like, theater is going to die. But hey, man, times change. I guess my point is it just that's going to make it kind of difficult to I just feel like so many movies are going to get lost in 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 the past and we're all going to be studying Shakespeare and stuff like that for like the next either that or we'll just pick novels. We'll pick books instead of like plays and stuff like that. They'll just be, you know, really important books. But even then who's reading books now, you know? It made sense it made sense that a book like 1984 was so important when it came out. People didn't have the internet or anything like that. In your free time, you were probably reading books. But do we have any, 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 you know, literary works of art that have come out recently that people know about? I've, I've heard of Catcher in the Rye. I've never read it, but at least I know what it is. Do we have anything that's come out recently that would rival that. I mean, I, what I'm thinking is like at some point there's gotta be like a, like a shift in what is studied at some point. It's like, you're not going to be studying actual text anymore because everything that's created that anybody pays attention to is on a screen. Like in terms of actual moving pictures, not words. And if that's true, like it might be the case that somebody studies <laughs> the the three the, the first three episodes of Star Wars like a tragedy. Like that really might be what happens. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think that it seems like we're we're getting we're gonna get stuck. I just feel like we're gonna get stuck because technology is going to make it so that like these these books that we study are going to become out of date at some point unless somebody comes up with something new that that they that everybody loves but what when have you when is the last time somebody wrote a fictional book that the entire world was like you need to read this this is a literary work of art <laughs> i've never heard that ever the only books that really get like like even acknowledged now are ones about information. The only books that I've even even heard about are ones about information, even on podcasts. The only books that get any attention are books that come from people who have had some kind of life experience. Whether that be a professional or personal life experience. We don't give a fuck about like the fictional world anymore which is weird because the fictional world is fucking great i mean i i love 19, 1984 when i read it even though sometimes it was it was a little bit difficult to read for me in the beginning 
And I think, it's, well, once again, it's like all fiction that we even care about is in the form of a TV or movie. I just don't under, I just wonder where that's going to leave the study of literature and, and drama in the future. It seems to me like everything that's going to be studied is probably going to be, it isn't going to be well known. I mean, everybody knows to be or not to be or Stella, like streetcar named desire type stuff. But I feel like what's going to happen is they're going to be studying like in the drama field at the very least. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to literature, but at the drama field at the very least, they're going to be studying like movies and stuff. Like it's not going to be like plays really as much. And they're not going to be movies that these people really probably have, have all heard of. Have you noticed that some of the best movies were made like specifically for the Oscars and people don't really know about them unless they look into what's going on with the Oscars. Like, can I just say that I didn't see any trailers for Moonlight or for Hacksaw Ridge or for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, I didn't really ever see any trailers for that. These movies were made for the purpose of getting an Oscar. So I imagine that like drama kids in the future are going to be learning about those movies and they're going to be like i've never even heard of this and it's like well that's because barely anybody watched it because it was literally just a movie to display like actors abilities for an oscar it's not going to be like shakespeare at least i don't think unless they use the same kinds of movies every year and then you know eventually it does kind of become that way but I don't know, man. That was just a thought I had. I wanted to talk about... Now, this is just like a bit of a heavier topic. Okay? And I think that I'm in a good position to talk about this. Um, I think that there's a problem with not acknowledging that someone's culture may have a big part or a big, you know, a big part in how they act, especially if they are of a, an ethnic group that you've never interacted with before. So I grew up in a very, very Caucasian area. And I have always thought that being one of the only uh, individuals of African ancestry in that area, or Caribbean ancestry in that area, that basically my interaction with people there, unfortunately, just by necessity, is sort of like the only gauge that people have for how they feel about Caribbean people. Now, another thing that I had thought was because I, for example, am the child of an immigrant, there are certain social 
cues and behaviors and uh, attitudes that I I didn't have or or don't have or for you know share with all of my peers around me, right? Now, because of that, I may act in a way that the group collectively doesn't approve of. And that group collectively, by themselves or through talking with each other, might conclude that, oh, Caribbean people are weird. Like Caribbean people are this or Caribbean people are that rather than And Caribbean people are this or that, and like this is gonna get pretty dark because they are of Caribbean ancestry, if you know what I mean. I guess I was trying to look for an explanation as to why people today are still racist. And I think it has something to do with cultural differences being conflated with racial ones. I imagine that if you're born in like a white area, and here's the thing, like I literally had somebody who used to be my friend tell me, you know, LeVar, if it were, you know, combat, If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't like black people. I had them tell me this. Like, I wouldn't have any black friends. I wouldn't like any black people. Now, here's the thing. That would mean that there's some sort of generalization that this guy who grew up in a white neighborhood made about all black people that he's met. He's probably not met that many, but he's decided that he wouldn't like this group of people because they're black. That means that he's got an idea about how black people behave that, that, that is, that is linked to their blackness. <laughs> so whether or not that's 100% true, my point is just this. There could be cultural differences and things that people do not because of their skin color, but because uh, of their culture that that rubs you the wrong way or that they do because they haven't fully acclimated to Canadian society. U.S. society, whatever society they're in. Perhaps their parents are parents are um, immigrants, and so they don't have the luxury of understanding all of the social cues and etiquette that exist, and they they couldn't really teach their child that because they didn't understand it themselves. They're just trying to survive and get a better life for themselves. So I look back at a lot of the attitudes that I had. Uh, prior to me being who I am today 
And I realized that that may have had something to do with my parents just not really understanding like how Canadian society works or operates. And I think that that could make for some racist people. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to say is I feel like some racism that exists could just be a misunderstanding. Uh, there are people who have been very sheltered. They meet a couple of individuals from an ethnic group who maybe haven't been raised the same way that they are. And they conclude that, oh, well, these people are like, they're weird or whatever. And honestly, like every time they're weird, like they're fucking Asian or something. So honestly, I think like Asian people are just weird as opposed to this person hasn't had the same experiences as I am. They're just another human being. And whether or not I like the things that they're doing, it's not that there's something wrong with them because they're Asian per se. It's just because they have uh, different cultural experiences and influences and different uh, teachings of what is socially appropriate, right? So, so it's like, some of the behaviors that people will have has not it has nothing to do with their skin color or or their ethnicity and everything to do with their culture right now this sort of becomes a problem i think if and like it's very hard for me to nail down this idea but that's just the general premise i'm going with here right now imagine if you had one group of society, one, one, one group of society that for whatever reason, through generational wealth and past systemic discrimination, this is going to sound very familiar, but I'm trying to make a point. Basically they have become, they have, have been able to satisfy a set of needs. And as a result of that, they've sort of decided to, or not decided to, but they've had time to refine certain things. Like, for example, etiquette, uh, social intelligence, knowledge about the economy and what decisions to, to make with money, inheritance, things like this, dissolving of ego, Perhaps they've had time to work on all of these things because of the situation that they are in as a result of what their ancestors did for them, what their, what their culture has, has sort of become, right? Then you've got another group of people. It doesn't matter what ethnicity they are. Let's just say that for whatever reason, they have not had the opportunity to do those things. They don't have like etiquette and, and, and time to work on dissolving their ego and all this different kind of shit that, that, uh, is beneficial in this society, because in this society at the highest levels, that kind of stuff needs to be dealt with. Right. When you have members of the, uh, of one society interact with the other, I find that you, you're going to notice that there's a misconnect. So for example, there was this guy on the Ravens football team and 
he ran back a a a uh, I think it was a a punted ball for a touchdown and it won him the game won the whole team the game this individual I don't know where he was from but I didn't know his name and I don't imagine that he's had much spotlight in his life when the person with the with the mic asked him When you caught the ball, was there ever a moment where you think you didn't make it? He answered in a way that sort of made him look like an asshole. He said, I just knew. I just knew I was going to make it. She was like, you just, so you never thought that you might get tackled. He was like, no, there was no way. I was just, it was just happening. I was just going to make that touchdown. The interviewer proceeded to move on to the, to the next question. And immediately I saw in this guy's face, like, like almost like, oh shit, or surprise or shock happened because she didn't react. The world didn't react how he thought they would react to that comment. In that moment, he looked kind of like an asshole. Because it's like, really, guy? Like, you really didn't think that you were going to get tackled? You just knew you were going to make this touchdown? Like, really? Seriously? You're just trying to sound cool and badass? You're an idiot. But that's probably not how it was going to sound in his head. That guy, I imagine, is not comfortable enough with himself or self-aware enough to know that what he needed to do in that situation was just be himself. You don't need to stunt. You don't need to pretend like you're some god and you just knew you were going to get a touchdown. You just need to be honest about your feelings and everyone will like you more. He didn't do that though. And I and 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 my thing is this was a black guy, right? Now I imagine that, I mean, at the very least, just in my experience, I didn't really have someone who would tell me something like that. And I imagine that he also didn't have someone who would tell him that, who would raise him to just be his honest self and, and not to, to try and show off once you get into a position where people are paying attention to you. And I imagine that there are a lot of people, whether black or Hispanic or whatever, who do, don't have that because their parents aren't worried about that. Their parents are worried about getting food on the table <laughs> or something like that. Their parents don't have, don't, aren't even thinking of being in a situation like that ever because all they're really doing is making a better life. So I imagine that if you have a bunch of kids who are like that and they all say things similar to this in front of other kids who, who are sort of on that wavelength where they understand something like that, those kids who are on that wavelength and they understand something like that, if they don't understand why they understand that, will make assumptions about these other kids 
if they are a part of an identifiable group. This is a really convoluted idea, and I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get this out. But my point is basically this. Say that guy... Actually, I don't want to make a bunch of assumptions about him. I guess what I want to say is that I think that a lot of racism that exists, if it exists, exists because people don't understand that people are the way that they are because you raise them to be that way. Like with respect to how they think they should be communicating with other people. Whether or not they are like a good person or a bad person, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even go into that. But just in terms of like what social norms and what behaviors are good and what behaviors are bad and sort of ego driven or inappropriate to do towards other people, right? Or, or appropriate. If you don't really teach someone these things, or get them to socialize in the ways that society views as decent for socializing, they will not develop those tools. And if like an entire generation of people, for example, through some government sponsored program where they get like a bunch of immigrants to come into the country, don't have like that sort of stuff taught to them just because their parents won't know it because they're coming from a different country. So social dynamics are different language is different or whatever, you're gonna have the chance if there are like racial chasms where it's like a bunch of a bunch of one race of people and then like a couple like immigrant children, you're gonna have a possibility for for race racist thoughts to, to start to fester, I think. That's what I think. I think that now that's kinda how racism has come to be or is coming to be now people are just trying to make sense of patterns that they see and they're not realizing that it has nothing to do with like skin color or or anything like that and more to do with how this person was taught and how this person was raised and i don't know that's kind of sad all i'm going to say is that the next time you see somebody do something if you have a prejudice Please, I'd like you to just check check that and say, you know what? This person was probably just raised different. Maybe a whole group of people was raised different, you know? But that doesn't mean that necessarily because of their skin color or whatever, that there's something wrong with them. They're just raised different. So that was just a thought that I... I don't know. It's very convoluted. And I don't even know if I explained it right. But... Um, it was just a thought I had, and that's what this podcast is about. Um, so this is just like, this is just a thought that I had sort of related to it in a way um there's uh the, the video of this guy i think it's uh it, it was like a i mean I, I might even show it to you to be honest with you but i guess there's like a tournament like a dodgeball tournament or something like that going on 
and uh, uh, the the uh, like uh, the. The, the interviewer goes up to this guy and she's like, uh, who do you think is your uh, most your, uh, your your stiffest competition on the other team? Uh, and the the guy that she asks goes, <laughs> no one, bitch. And then sips his Coke or whatever. And the audience reacts, uh, you know, accurately they're like whoa whoa, whoa this guy's so fucking tough uh, you know he doesn't think anybody's his competition and then she immediately goes well you've lost three straight matches <laughs> and he immediately gets the i ate ass face that's the gist of what happened unfortunately i do not believe that i have that clip for you I am trying to find it right now as we speak. Um, but I don't think I'm going to find it. Which is sort of unfortunate. But anyways, this guy obviously... My point is, is, is just this. This guy is obviously, in my mind... Uh... A perfect example of someone who's just being an asshole because I believe that they just have not either been they have not been they have not been taught to just be themselves or they have not through painful experience on their own learned that being themselves is the best option. I learned through painful experience that being yourself is the best option. That was really, you know, something because I'm fucking you know, sometimes I'm a bit dull, so I had to figure it out the hard way. But this individual, I think, ha has has to do that as well, because you would imagine that he's just saying what he thinks would make him sound cool. And the fact that he takes a drink right after he says, ha no one bitch. First off, he just called the interviewer a bitch. So first off, how like what's wrong with you don't call the fucking interviewer a bitch um but i imagine that he wasn't even trying to insult her he was just trying to sound cool and wasn't even thinking about her as a person external to him anyways um and then he you know he takes a drink and i don't think he takes that drink because he actually wanted the drink i think that he uh just is is nervous that's what i think and he, he's just you know he said that or and he's sort of coping with with the nerves and the desire to be liked and to be cool by drinking. That's what I think he's doing. Uh, just, I mean, if, if I have never done what he did, but if I did do what he did, I feel like I would do it for those reasons. And so I feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, if you're going to say something like that, you, like people are going to not be happy with you, right? And he's clearly delusional because he's lost the last three matches. So... It's like, when he said that, I don't imagine that it, I don't imagine that he said that because he had really thought about his position. I believe he said that because he was just reacting, because he's just trying, he just doesn't know how to act. He just doesn't know how to act. Um, and this is an example of 
having an idea of who you are inside of your head or having an idea of who you want to be inside of your head, but not actually understanding that that idea is exclusive to you. Once you say something like that out loud and you get the real world's, the real world's feedback, then you understand, oh, I'm an asshole if I think that everyone else in here sees me the way that I want to be seen or the way that I, that I, that I see myself. Not only that, but my inability to recognize that has made it so that I have made not only an ass of myself, but also insulted this person right in front of me. And, uh, it's funny because some of the greatest comebacks are just factual. The interviewer does exactly what she needs to do. She goes, well, you've lost the last three matches. And that guy will probably never forget that experience, especially because it's been immortalized on the internet. But I suppose my, uh, my point is that that guy is going to need to go through some painful, um, He's going to need to either go through a couple more of those instances uh, before he can finally, you know, figure out that he's he's not this fucking badass that he thought he was. And interestingly enough, everybody, I Okay, well, uh, which one of the other players on the other team would you say are your biggest competition in this game? Mm, no one, bitch. <laughs> 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 Well, you have lost. Hold up, let's watch that again. Okay. Well, uh, which one of the other players on the other team would you say are your biggest competition in this game? Mm, no one, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, he's very nervous. He's he's not comfortable. He's just like saying that because he thinks he he should. He, I, I feel like he regrets saying it right now. He's just drinking because. Well, you have lost three matches in a row, yeah. so that kind of makes you know. That was goddamn hilarious. That was that was that was goddamn hilarious. Um, but this is what I'm saying. I think that this guy, he's young. He hasn't figured it out yet. That. Uh, He's not special, he's not the star of a show, and he's not some fucking badass, clearly because he's getting his ass whooped in the game. Um, you need to come to terms with who you are actually, in reality, before you can, before you can, uh, you know? <laughs> Anyways, man. You need to just be aware of who you are. Know yourself. Alright? Um, I was talking to my friend about this last night, actually. And I told my ex about this uh, a year ago. That pain 
pain is like is like an alarm that you can ignore literally according to my friend who actually understands this stuff and it makes sense to me as well but pain if you know it's not going to kill you can literally be ignored with no repercussion if you know it's not going to cause any sort of any sort of really substantive damage pain can really just be ignored and the reason that you stop doing something if it's painful isn't because it's it's a threat to your life at that moment or because it's doing anything particularly bad to you you just stop because your body freaks out it's uncomfortable and it wants it to end but you can wear pain like a t-shirt seriously like if you're doing a workout and you are in pain the only reason that you should stop during that workout if you're trying to push yourself i mean really push yourself is because your body won't actually let you continue there's a difference between that and ooh, this hurts okay now i'm going to stop and once you find where that difference lies not only will you realize that there is much more pain for you to experience than you thought, but you'll get better results. If you're going to do anything and you want to actually push yourself, you need to embrace the fact that pain is going to be a part of that. Not just that, but that you need to seek out that pain and use it as a gauge for the amount of success that you're gonna have. Once you think about pain as just some sort of clothing, something that hovers over your skin, something that isn't gonna end your life, once you commit in your mind, like, oh my God, this hurts so bad right now, but I'm gonna be okay, it's easier to push through whatever pain you're dealing with, with respect to physical activity at the very least. But even just in everyday life, if you stub your toe, if you really want to build mental toughness, and maybe I'm just a psycho, technically, you could just commit to never reacting to pain ever. There's a part of me that's thought, and this is also because I, I watch you know, MMA and I've thought to myself, these guys, they get hit in the face and they don't even blink, right? That's because they've got a poker face on and they've been, they're teaching, they've been taught not even just taught, but it's a good strategy not to react to pain. I actually think that reacting to pain is like 25% of the discomfort. If you don't react to pain and just continue to move and, 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 and uh, be active as if there was no pain at all, I feel like pain is almost less effective because there's no physiological reaction to it. Once you react, I feel like pain becomes worse. So that was just the thought I had. Just a thought.
my advice to you is to stop reacting to pain <clears throat> because it really doesn't benefit you to react to pain is what I'm trying to say anyways man Uh, there's still some stuff that I was going to talk about, but I actually feel that I'm going to save this for next week. Um, we talked about quite a bit, and I, I, I want to give these ideas full flesh. I don't want to rush through them. So for this week, that's going to be the podcast. Um, personal checkup things are just wild in my life right now in terms of, of I mean everything is fine I'm stable everything's good but sometimes sometimes your 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 head just gets to you you know So I hope I'm doing better with that next week. In any case, man, we're going to try to put out a prediction video by Tuesday this week. For Stipe versus uh, DC. I think I want to take a less technical approach to it. It will be technical, but I think I'm going to be try to be a little bit more comedic with this one than technical don't know how i'm gonna do that i'm gonna have to learn how to edit things better in order to do that but we're gonna try to find out how to do that and then put that prediction out and uh we'll have another podcast on wednesday if you like the podcast and you want to listen to it without having to look at my face you can use spotify uh apple Podcasts, google play Podcasts, and other various podcasts if you want to see me tweet and know when videos come out follow me on my twitter and my instagram at the combat addict and if you like this video hit the like button if you don't like this video i am appalled not nah, no yeah if you don't like this video that's tough uh do you got something you want to say in the comments you know what to do. Anyways. I'm going to go about the rest of my day uh, and try as much as possible not to go absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, you guys just enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your day, man.